1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tom Green interview. I'm saying good morning because it's morning. Uh, (laughs) Might not be morning when you're listening to it, but it's morning now for me. And I am looking at the beautiful mountains in Valley of Fire State Park, Nevada. And I got to tell you, this is the way to do a podcast. Uh, As you may or may not know, I've built a podcast studio in a van. This is the first episode of the podcast, where I've actually recorded it in the van uh, on location. And uh, it's the first of many uh, because I live in a van now. I'm the guy who lives in a van down by the river. And uh, welcome to the Tom Green interview. I'll be interviewing people from my van. Now, the way it'll work is they'll call in and they'll talk to me uh, on the phone right now. Uh, But people will also at some point be talking to me here in the van. I'll go meet people at their homes. They can stand outside the van. Uh, They can sit in the front seat of the van while I sit in the back seat of the van. They can sit in the back seat of the van while I sit in the front seat of the van. There's so many different ways of doing this. It's my van. I purchased this van, and I'm very proud of this van. It's a beautiful van. Uh, I bought it from this great company called Boho out in Arizona. And uh, you can go check out pictures of the van on their website or follow me on Instagram at Tom Green or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tom Green. And, you know, I've just been having a blast. I'll tell you right now, just to set the tone, I've been on the road for about five days now. And just getting everything set up with the van, uh, making sure everything's working perfectly. Uh, you can listen, you, you can hear the wind. Hear the wind, listen. Hear a bit of wind. Hear a bit of mosquitoes. Not, no, no, there's not the, the, flies. Flies. No mosquitoes. That's Canadian in me talking. No mosquitoes here in the desert. That's one thing I like about the desert. Um, you know, if you don't want the wind, of course, I can close the van door. The van, that's the van door closing that was, that was the van door closing Right there um, And you can hear less wind But the problem is, is uh, I like the van door open I just wanted to show you I wanted to prove to you That I'm actually in a van By closing the van door Now I'm going to open the van door I'm going to open the van door One thing I'm quite proud of is my uh, audio and video skills. And if you watch on YouTube, you'll see some of the films that I've been making. Uh, I'm just getting started. I'm learning a lot. I've been spending a lot of time during the quarantine when I've been off the road and not doing stand-up. Really, really investing my time into the technology with the audio technology to record this podcast, to build this studio and also with the video technology to film some of the stuff that I'm filming. Again, this is the Tom Green interview, but I wanted to say today, I think I'm going to interview myself. That's something that I don't think has ever been done uh, before. It probably has. I've never done it. But I just thought it might be a fun way to kick off this van adventure that I'm on and try to explain to you exactly what it is to have the time to really clearly explain exactly what's going on here. And uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to interview myself. Okay, here's how we'll do it. I'm going to start by asking myself a question. Tom, how are you enjoying van life so far? Well, thank you for asking, Tom. It's actually going quite, quite, quite well. It's amazing, to be honest with you. Um, I've been planning this for about six months uh the idea you know was something i've always wanted to do in fact the early years of the tom green show were shot from a van back in 1996 Uh, My friends and I, we bought a Ford Econoline van. Actually, we didn't buy it. We borrowed it. Sorry. Let me think back here. We borrowed it uh, from a a kid on the internet named Sean, who uh, was a fan of the show on Public Access TV. This was before MTV. And uh, he was a fan of the show. He would go to my website, to TomGreen.com. And we said, hey, does, does anyone out there have a van? I'm drinking my coffee, by the way. I'm going to explain how I make coffee in a minute in the desert by myself. I'm going to explain how I'm by myself, too. There's a lot to explain. We've got a lot to cover here in 45 minutes. Tom, could you answer your question? Yes, I'm sorry, Tom. Let me answer the question. So I've always wanted to uh, go out and uh, travel around in a van and uh, do do videos and do podcasts. And I, I have done it in the past, but not the way we're doing it now, not the way we are doing it now with the technology we have available now. So let me tell you a little bit about my van. I've got sort of a very uh, uh, robust electronic system in this van that allows me to go off grid like I am right now, go out to the middle of the desert and uh, be out there essentially indefinitely, and have electrical power. How is that possible? Well, there's solar panels on the roof and these large sailboat batteries in the, in, in the trunk and uh, in the back of the van, and uh, they essentially retain lots of power that the solar uh, you know charges them with, and also they charge whenever you're driving. So if you if you if you stay somewhere for two or three days, four days, five days, and then you drive a few hundred miles, your batteries are charged again. It's incredible. The van itself, throughout the van has actual regular wall outlets. so I can just plug my cameras into charge. I've got my recording studio here that I'll tell you about in a minute. And uh, everything is essentially like you're in a little house on wheels. and that's what it is. And so what I want to do with this podcast is I want to kind of merge many different forms of media together. I want to merge my social media with my television and film uh, projects, with my podcast, with my music that I'm making. Tell you a bit about more of that in a minute. And make it all one sort of interconnected thing. And I want you guys to listen That's why we do these things We, we, we like to have people listen And uh, and watch Because uh, it's fun It's fun, it's a fun interactive thing I've been doing this for over 30 years I think, something like that I mean, I started the Tom Green Show in 1994 So not quite 30 years there But started doing stand-up in, in uh, 1988, 89 So... The point is, I've been running around doing goofy stuff for most of my life, and I love it. And I love interacting with you guys, and uh, it's amazing. You know, it's an amazing life that I've had, an amazing experience that I've had interacting with you guys. Probably a lot of you listening have been listening uh, to some of this goofy shit that I do for thirty years, and I appreciate it. And I, and knowing you're here, is is inspiring to me. It makes me want to keep making more content, because it's, uh, it's fun. I feel like we're on this journey together, this journey through life. And now we're actually on an actual journey, because I'm looking right now out into the desert at the beautiful mountain range of Valley of Fire State Park in Nevada, and I'm with Charlie, my dog, Charlie. Now, if you don't know about my dog, Charlie, you can follow Charlie as well on her own Instagram page. That's at Charlie, the Potcake dog, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, the pot cake dog. And now don't get your, don't get confused here. Potcake isn't, it's not a, not a weed reference. A pot cake is what they call the dogs in the Bahamas. Charlie was born in the Bahamas. Uh, she was there. She's right there, as if on cue. Charlie, come here. Charlie, Charlie, come here. She, she's the best guard dog. She barks at everybody walking past. Um, there's must be somebody walking past right now. I'm not in the most remote part of the park, but uh, I am in a remote part of the park. But clearly, there's somebody walking past on the other side of the van. There's hikers and people out here. It's mo- it's the most spectacular, beautiful thing that you could ever see. Let me actually just grab Charlie real quick. She's on a leash, so like a lead, essentially. One second, I'm just going to step out of the van. You can still hear me. Charlie, Charlie, come here. Oh, okay. You're in your, you're in your, uh, you're in little doghouse. Okay. She's in her little doghouse, so she's safe. Everything's fine. She's got a little doghouse that I let her sit in, and she likes to sit outside. I let her sit in. I let her sit in it. Um, she's, she's outside. She likes to sit out and guard the place. Last night we were getting ready for bed and some animals came up. And uh, honestly, they, they were they were the coolest animals. I don't know what kind of animals they were, but I was looking right at them. They were definitely some breed of fox. And then later, some breed of wild cat. And it was really cool because they were right there. Uh, I have to admit, I'd left uh, Charlie's dog food out in the little bit of dog food left in the bowl. And that's why they were here. And Charlie just went crazy when she saw them in her bowl. And she was just so mad. And I had to close the van door. We were sitting here with the van door open, looking out into the desert at the stars and up. These things came out of the desert. I'll look them up later. And actually tonight, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to repeat the, repeat it. I'm going to try to get some photos tonight for instagram but uh and i'm sure i will these were incredible looking things we're right in the wild here right on the edge of this beautiful desert range and uh, it's quite spectacular i've been on the road for for five days like i said it's been not without a few uh, minor mishaps Um, one of the funny things that happened to be honest with you, it was so funny that I couldn't stop laughing by myself. You know, you're potentially losing your mind when you're in the middle of the desert laughing by yourself outrageously. But it was the very first night I got the van. I had the van for a few. I had the van for a few days in Los Angeles. I had it parked out at my house, and I was building the recording studio in it. And when I eventually left. Uh, I was very excited, but I got out a little late in the day. Uh, it was probably around noon or one o'clock when I left Los Angeles, and I started heading out towards the Mojave Desert. And as the, as I was getting out there, I'd been driving about four hours, and the sun was sort of starting to go down. I realized I had to find a place to sleep. And there's two, places, two ways of doing this. You can go to an organized campground and pay money, and there's other RVers and vans and... Tent campers around, and you're kind of in a little community, or you can go off grid, which is what this is designed for. It's called boondocking. If you want to Google that, you can see exactly what I'm doing. And boondocking is essentially when you're in a van, living in a van, camping, or an RV with your own power, and you're not hooked up to water or electrical uh, systems uh, that you would have in a campground. You're completely alone. Charlie, so. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm boondocking. But the first night I was thinking, Charlie, it's okay, Charlie. The first night I was thinking, where am I going to sleep? And the sun was going down and I started Googling and looking for what's called dispersed camping. Now, dispersed camping is when there's all these roads in America that go out into public land that is uh, maintained by the Bureau of Land Management. And uh, if you go to these BLM uh, land areas, you're allowed to camp for free uh, and you're completely alone. And there's all sorts of apps and websites and things that can give you instructions on how to find these places. So I found this one road. Uh, it was um, just outside of Barstow in the middle of the desert. And I'm thinking, okay, this looks beautiful. The sun's going down. I drive. I get off the freeway exit. I drive to the road. It's this incredible, beautiful dirt road heading out into the sunset with the mountains in the distance, glowing orange. And there's a sign at the beginning of the road, it says, be careful for tortoises. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this is pretty amazing. I start to drive out into the desert and this is just the dream coming true. I'm on the road, I'm on my own, just Charlie and I having a blast. And I've been driving maybe about five minutes down this road. Everything's going great. The road looks solid. Oops, all of a sudden, road not so solid. I hit a patch of sand, which turns out to be quite a big patch of deep sand. And immediately my wheels are spinning. And this is something that I just didn't really realize was that soft, deep sand. It says, who's the new guy? I didn't realize that soft, deep sand was something you could get stuck in. Hey, who's the new guy? No, I did realize that. I just didn't... Honestly, I was not paying attention, to be honest with you. I didn't realize it could happen so quickly. Everything was going great. The road was perfect. All of a sudden, I'm stuck. Yeah. Hey, Charlie. How are you? Come here. Come here. Come sit up here. Come here. Come sit up here, Charlie. Jump up. I'm doing the pot tell him a story. Come here. Come here. Come sit here with me while we do the podcast. Come here. Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. I'm doing the podcast. Come here. You jump up here and sit with me, okay? I'm doing the podcast right now. Come on. Jump up. Yeah. You sit there. Sit down. Sit down. Sit. Good girl. Good girl. Yes. I'm telling them the story about when we got stuck in the sand in the desert on the first night. If you want to see pictures of what I'm looking at right now, go look, because Charlie is the cutest dog ever. Uh, she's growing up quick, and she's sitting right on the edge of the van right now. I'm sitting right on the edge. of uh, the, the door's open. We're looking out at the mountains. Charlie's sitting with me, and uh, I'm talking to you guys. And now Charlie's quiet, because she's not... I don't know, I guess she feels more comfortable when she's sitting with me. And I'm talking, right, Charlie? Everything's good, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah, you're my good doggy. Yeah. Good girl. Good girl. So we're stuck. We're stuck in the desert. It's completely ridiculous. And um, I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this actually happening the first night of this trip? And I'm stuck in the desert. And then I realize, oh, I see what's going on. I see what's happening here. Um, I'm an idiot, basically. <laughs> so I call AAA, is what I do. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this this will work. I get AAA on the phone. They say, oh, you're on that road, huh? Yeah, we can't head out that road. We're going to get stuck, too. I say, well, listen, it's actually a totally solid road all the way until just a few feet before I uh, get stuck. If you guys drive out to the end of the solid road, you can probably winch me out of there. They go, well, listen, we'll come out and have a look at it. But if we feel that we can't drive our uh, truck out there, then uh, we're going to have to call a four-wheeler. And AAA doesn't cover that. That's going to be $475. I'm thinking like, uh, look, this is when I start laughing. This is when I start laughing to myself hysterically. Because it's, Charlie, come on. We're one night in. Charlie, come here. We're one night in and already I got a four hundred and seventy five dollar tow bill. But it's funny to me because it's so pathetic. But I wait about I'd say we waited there about an hour and a half and the sun's gone down. It's pitch black. It's beautiful in the desert. There's a cool breeze coming in. Uh, I did try to dig myself out. uh, Didn't work. Uh, I now know that if I had just let the air out of my tires uh, down to about 20 psi on all four tires, that creates a bigger, uh, mat, a bigger area of uh, you know uh, base of the tires. They sort of flatten out, and then you can drive out. Uh, but I don't have a little tire inflator with me, so I'm going to get one of those tomorrow—an electric tire inflator—or in the next couple of days. I'm going to go do some curbside pickup at a Walmart soon and uh, get some supplies. But the guy came. Long story short, he drove out. He towed me out. There was no problem. The road was, I'm telling you, the road was fine up to right where I got stuck. He was a great guy, Troy from AAA out of Barstow. Thanks, Troy. You saved my life. Well, not quite, but you definitely saved my night. And uh, then we fired up the van, and we drove down the road. And Up to old Route 66, and we were on this desolate part of old Route 66, just up you know in California in the Mojave Desert. And uh, we drove along there until I found a little pull-off spot, and it was getting late now. And I just shut down the van, and uh, Charlie and I sat out and took a few pictures. Full moon, beautiful night, and then we went to sleep. And had amazing, amazing sleep, an amazing sleep. And I woke up in the morning and opened the door and really realized at that moment that when we went to sleep, we didn't really know where we were. It was so dark, and when we opened the door, you got to understand middle of nowhere, pitch black at night, opened the door, surrounded by mountains, in the distance distance, there was a freight train crossing the desert. I got some beautiful pictures of it, and those will be up on YouTube.com slash Tom Green soon, including the infamous uh, breakdown in the desert, uh, which uh, I also documented, and you can uh, see that as well. But it all worked out. That was night one. Got up in the morning, made some coffee. Uh, there's This empty stretch of highway was quiet. Maybe a car would pass every hour something like that maybe every half hour and it was a two-lane highway and we're sort of on a little patch of you know dirt road that runs off into the desert off the side of the highway and I have this uh, gas-powered kettle that I use so it doesn't doesn't actually use any electricity from the van so it's a propane cylinder hooked up to a kettle and I can boil water with that And I made myself a nice cup of coffee. I'm drinking one right now. And I pulled out my guitar and just strummed my guitar a little bit. And started finding some inspiration. And uh, started writing a little song. And uh, that's what I want to do. I want to start writing some songs out here and recording them in the desert and in the mountains and in the valleys and in the forests. ...all across this great country. If you're wondering, my dog's name is Charlie... ...because I named Charlie after Travels with Charlie... ...the uh, great John Steinbeck novel... ...Travels with Charlie in Search of America. And uh, Charlie, uh, spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-Y... ...at Charlie the Potcake Dog... ...Charlie is an amazing and fun traveling companion. As you can hear... She's also a great guard dog And actually does make me feel really Safe and and and, and uh, secure Not that she's going to protect me From anybody, she's barking because she wants to play With the people walking by But she's very aware Very keen sense of smell as dogs have But I think even more, more keen sense of smell Than most dogs Charlie has Because just the way I see her Sniffing the air at all times Very alert, looking out into the desert Very alert And uh and it's good to good to have her with me. So that was our first night, our first morning. I've got a little drone with me. And I got some drone shots. I'd never flown a drone before, but I've got this great little drone that shoots great high quality 4K video. And out in the desert, you can uh, get some beautiful shots. So To kind of explain what I'm doing here, this is a bit of a photography mission that I'm on. Not just an adventure, not just a survival mission, but also a photography uh, adventure. And I'm getting all sorts of beautiful photos as I travel around and video as I travel around. Uh, We drove that day to the Kelso Dunes uh, along Kelbaker Road in the Mojave Desert. You can Google that and see where we were. Very remote. You drive down Kell Baker Road. It's a dirt road. I thought I was going to get stuck again, but now I knew what to look for, and uh, drove out to these dunes. Drones got some great uh, d- dunes. Drove out to the dune. out to some dunes. Got some great, uh, great footage, um, and uh, then continued on our way. Eventually, finding a beautiful uh, dispersed campground in the Mojave Desert. Just outside of the National Park uh, And a great place to actually fly my drone Because there's beautiful Joshua trees all around And we set up and we camped there For the night And I was fairly early in the day at this point And uh, there was another uh, van there A gentleman from Florida And uh, he said hello I said hello and uh, he wandered back to his van and Charlie and I made some dinner. For dinner on my first night, I had, uh, I kept it simple. I hadn't actually cooked anything yet. I'd been eating a lot of, uh, I've, first of all, I'm bringing brought all of our food with us. So I know I said I might do a, Wal- a Walmart curbside pickup, but I, that is unnecessary. I have probably three months supply of food. I carry the uh, the food in uh, these large rubber made containers that I have in the back of the van under the bed. And I've got an canned tuna, trail mix, pasta, rice, tomato sauce, onions, potatoes. I've I've got spices, I've got chocolate. I've got chocolate covered almonds. I have crackers. I have peanut butter and jelly. I've got soup. I've got chili. I've got beans. I've got a lot of food. And the first night, I just didn't feel like cooking because there was just too much to figure out with running the van, setting everything up, making sure the electrical system's working, setting up the studio, which I hadn't even done yet, Just figuring it all out. The studio is something that requires a little bit of assembly when I get to a location. I think I've got it down to about an hour now. So I have to unplug the microphones and unplug the drum machine and the keyboard and put them in road cases and store them away for the drive. Maybe in the future I'll set it up where they can just be mounted on the wall and I don't have to disassemble it, but I don't mind doing it. There's not a whole lot to do out here anyway, so it's kind of relaxing you know, setting up the studio. I, I like to be able to take it apart and put it back together. It kind of keeps me in tune with the studio. It makes me really clear and aware of everything that I'm doing. And it uh, and, uh, makes me feel like very one with the sound in a weird kind of way. Not to sound crazy, but I really do have a good sense of the sound if I really am plugging it in and putting it together and aware of the whole mic chain and where everything is flowing. So I put the studio together a couple days later. I didn't put the studio together that day. And there's various parts of the studio. I can put together part of the studio for editing video, which is my laptop, essentially. And I can hook up, hook it up to the speakers if I want, which runs through my sound interface. Uh, then I can add my microphones, which are an additional uh, component, which run through a great preamp that I have. I have a beautiful Neve preamp, which I use. Uh which uh is something that I think is part of what makes the sound extraordinary here on this podcast. Um so I'm doing all sorts of things that are a lot of fun. And um and other things too that I'll 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 leave proprietary. Compressors and and uh, microphones and things that I'm using that that I, I consider proprietary, meaning I don't want to give away my secret sauce uh to to everything I'm doing here. But uh Regardless, it's content over for him. That's the, the great Mike Simpson from the Dust Brothers told me that once. Don't get too hung up on what, what camera or what microphone or what keyboard you're using. Just what are you doing with it? What are you making with it? And so that's one, what I've, I've taken to heart. And I, do, I, do, I am a stickler for good audio and good video. But really, let's, let's make something interesting and fun. So uh, here I am now. I'm in the Valley of Fire. I stayed in uh, this Mojave Desert camp for two days. It was so beautiful there. I wanted to stay there for a second day, and it it was just about sunset. No, it was it wasn't. Sun, it was probably about three o'clock in the afternoon, and I had this great location. The gentleman from Florida got up in the morning and he came up and he recognized me. He said, yeah, Tom Green, right? And I said, yeah, he goes, oh, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, I think I, heard, I almost, you know, heard heard you were performing out there in Jacksonville a few years ago. I couldn't make it out to the show, but I want to come see you sometime. I said, yeah, no problem. I'll see you next time. Where do you live? He goes, I live in St. Augustine. I go, oh, yeah, St. Augustine. That's beautiful. I drove down there that weekend, actually. He He's, oh, really? Yeah. I go, yeah, beautiful. And we had a good chat. And... um talked about our vans and uh, he had a van as well uh, that was uh, very robust. He looked like he'd been doing it for a while. I like using the word robust lately. I just used the word robust twice in this podcast, which is weird. Uh, You got to admit that's weird. How many people use the word robust twice in an hour? That's not a normal word to use. Robust. It was very robust. Hey, that's a nice van. It's very robust. Who uses uses the word robust to describe a van? Um, What kind of person uses the word robust to describe a van? I guess me. Regardless, um, we had a good chat and then he was on his way. And I decided I'm going to stay here for a couple of days. I love this place. And then, just as almost on cue, a giant RV pulls up, and these two guys get out. They, you know, I'll just describe it. They were bikers, you know, leather, you know, tats, nice guys. And they pulled their RV right up beside me, and they're like, "Hey, uh, sorry to ruin your uh, your solitude here, but uh, we're having an event here." I go, "An event here? We're in the middle of nowhere." Yeah, yeah, it's a biker event. Got about a hundred bikers coming up from Nevada, Arizona, California. They're all coming here right now. They're gonna be here in about an hour. I go, Oh well that's fine, you're not ruining my solitude. I was I was just packing up and getting ready to go anyways, I said. I told a little white lie. You know, I'm 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 out here in the it's not that I'm not social. It's not like that I didn't want to hang out and party with a bunch of bikers that night. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm on a solitude, uh, a mission exploring uh, solitude. You know, I'm I'm looking for some places to be alone and find out how creative I can be in these environments by myself. So the nice thing about this van is uh, it's pretty self-contained, you know, no trailer hitch to hook up, no tent to take down. So I rolled up the awning. There's an awning. I rolled up the awning on the outside of the van, and put my chairs that I have, folding chairs that I put it put back in the van, and tucked away my computers into their carrying cases and fired up the van and had a quick chat with these fellas and then took off onto the road. And I said, valley of fire state park in my navigation system on my phone and uh was away looked like it was about a three hour drive from where I was maybe two and a half and I got some gas when I hit hit the hit Nevada picked up some gas and prim I think by Buffalo Bills truck stop and casino and then uh, continued, heading towards Valley of Fire Nation- uh, State Park. And now it was getting late now. The sun was going down. And as I'm getting towards Valley of Fire State Park, I'm thinking, okay, the campground's going to be full because they got a first-come, 1st serve basis there. And I thought, you know, I just want to go to this campground for a few days, plug my van in, charge my battery up to 100%, fill up my water tank. And just be around some people for a minute, have some sense of control, so I can really get the studio set up, get the podcasts going, get some music going, and uh, really figure this thing out. Because I will say, when you are alone, 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 completely alone in the desert, it is a little bit intimidating, uh, a little bit unnerving, because you are alone, and you are remote. And it does feel a little bit strange being that isolated. If something were to go wrong, nobody can hear you scream, as they say. So I'm on the way to Valley of Fire, and I'm realizing the campground's gonna be full because you gotta get there early in the morning to claim a spot. So I gotta find a place to sleep. The sun's gone down, and here it is another dirt road, about 45 minutes outside on the other side of Vegas. BLM land, um, I think it was called Muddy Creek Road or something like that, I forget, I wish I could tell you exactly where it was, but didn't see a muddy creek, that's for sure, it was desert. I started driving out this road into the deep desert, and it's a bumpy road, but there was no sand, I'm thinking I can get away with this, but it was real bumpy, and I'm thinking oh, am I going to blow a tire? I'm tired. I want to get some sleep. I drive about 30 minutes out the middle of the desert, all alone, completely alone. I've done a little research on it as I'm driving. I'm talking to my friends, talking to my friend, Tony, talking to my mom. Hi, mom. And uh, by the way, my friend, Tony Carella is staying at my house right now, running uh, the studio at home and helping me with technical assistance Uh, So he's back at WeboVision Studios, I call it WeboVision Studios or the Tom Green Interview Studios, Uh, running the fort there and helping me sometimes find things. And uh, my mom does too. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. mom. Mom's not worried. I think she's excited about my adventure. My mom and my dad, my brother, they're following along. Tony, all my friends are following along. Everybody's really excited for me. I think some of my friends are even a little jealous. People have commitments. People have lives. That's the nice thing about not really having a life. Uh, I can do whatever I want. I kid, of course, uh, but I don't have a family right now of my own. I have my, my my family, my extended family, my parents, and my brother, but I don't have my own kids or a wife right now. Which is actually kind of nice being 49 years old and being able, able to do whatever the... Fuck I want, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to I don't have to ask anybody where I want what they want to do. I can just go do it. I'm not going to do that for the rest of my life, but right now it's pretty good. Just go out and be creative and do my thing. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking advantage of this moment in time where I happen to be single, I happen to have some time on my hands, and I'm putting it into my creative endeavors to try to come up with some new ideas. And I think you're going to find that I've come up with a lot of new ideas in the next few weeks when you start seeing the kind of video that I'm posting. Regardless, I get to the end of this dirt road and I park the van and I've stopped the van for maybe about a minute. I've turned on the interior lights running off my battery system. and All of a sudden I see this car coming out of the middle of nowhere, out of the middle of the desert driving towards me. So I close up my doors and I get in the van, I lock my doors, I dim my lights. Charlie's sitting up in the front seat. She's got a booster seat so she can look out of the window with a seatbelt on it that runs through her harness so she's totally safe. It's really cute. Go see pictures of it on the Instagram and in the YouTube videos. She sits up there and looks out the window. And we're looking out the window at this car coming towards us through the desert. It's the only lights that it stops about 50 yards away, real creepy-like, and then shuts its lights off and just sits there in the desert. Somebody inside that car had to be looking at us. We're the only ones there. I'm thinking, what is this? Is this the spot for a drug deal? this person think that I'm someone else? So... I didn't feel comfortable. My spider senses were tingling. So I just started the engine and got out of there. Started slowly making my way back that bumpy, dirty road, that bumpy, dusty road, making my way back towards the highway. Got back to the highway, took a right, started headed up towards Valley of Fire State Park. Got to the park campground was closed of course you're not allowed camping the side of the road in the park so i drove out just to the edge of the park just on the outside of the park found a nice little spot in the middle of the desert which felt safer there because it was national park people there were actually other rvs and things along the road camped out i think what people do is they come here and they camp just outside the park and then they come in first light in the morning because the park opens at sunrise and then they can show up at the campground and, uh, and get some primo real estate, which is what I did the next day. But that night was beautiful. Charlie and I sat out. Charlie had a little food. I had a, a glass of juice. Full disclosure, I don't have any alcohol with me on this trip. I like to drink, but I want to get some stuff done on this trip, so I'm not bringing any alcohol. And I don't really think there needs to be, you know, much of a reason to drink out here. I'm all alone in the desert, completely relaxed. I don't need a drink. I need to focus. I don't want to be hungover in the morning and I don't want to be drunk at night. I got to get stuff done. Got to make videos, got to edit videos, got to shoot videos, got to make music, got to record this podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this if I was hungover or drunk. Well, I would, but it would be different. So that's what's going on. Straight edge. Could call it sober October. Right? I've never done that before. Maybe we can do that. I don't know. I'm not making it official. I'm not saying I'm not going to stop and get a case of beer at some point. Sitting out here in the desert, I got to tell you, yesterday I had a real craving for a beer. Ooh, a six-pack would be nice. Six-pack of cold beers in cans. Actually, I'm probably going to pick that up as soon as I get out of here. I can use a cold beer. Regardless, we had a great night. The stars are beautiful out here. The coyotes, when they howl in the distance, which happens every night, Charlie's ears perk up. It's like she hears the call of the wild, and she knows they're calling to her. But she also knows that they're not dogs, I can tell. Because she gets quiet when the coyotes howl. She doesn't run out into the desert and bark like when she sees another dog walking by. She comes up and sits close to me. I think she knows that that's danger out there. And that's good. Next thing you know, the sun was coming up. The sunrises are beautiful. I've been waking up at 5.30 in the morning every day and getting out and photographing the sunrises and videoing the sunrises. I want you to go check out some of the video I'm getting of these things. I drove into Valley of Fire State Park and I got to this campground here and uh, rolled into the campground and some of the other RVs and vans were getting ready to leave in the morning to go off to their next adventure. And I just got lucky and I got the best spot in the park. And I've been here for three days now. It's twenty dollars a day in this spot. I'm right on the edge of the desert. There's only other few other RVs here and they're behind me. I can't even see them. And I'm looking out into this beautiful expansive mountain range. I just made a cup of coffee. I fired up the studio. Uh, spent an entire day, two days ago, really tweaking the studio. I've got my guitar mounted on the wall. Brought a nice guitar rack that mounts on the wall, and the guitar's hanging. I got my friend Larry here, too, which is my ventriloquist dummy. Who you calling a dummy? Oh, sorry, Larry. So between me and Charlie and Larry, or I should say Charlie and Larry and I, it's getting kind of crowded around here. But, uh... It's a great thing. I wish you could, if you, if you go to the Instagram, just have a look. You'll see what's going on. But it's a very peaceful thing. And I want to thank you guys for following along on this adventure. I wanted to do a straight-up podcast today on the Tom Green interview where I just really updated you on everything that I'm doing. Because as you can now hear, there's a lot of detail. Uh, A lot of little details, more details too There's stuff that happened with the water pump that, you know, I won't get into There's been bees, uh, incident with bees I don't want to get into that Nothing really happened, no one got stung, but You know, I'm enjoying it out here I'm happy And I want you to know That this is happening Now And there's really no end in sight Okay? I want to be clear I don't know how long this is going to last. I have no destination. I am driving to the next spot tomorrow. I think I'm heading to either Arizona or northern Nevada. I'm not exactly sure where I'm heading next. But I'm going somewhere beautiful. And I'm going somewhere with a lake. I know that. I want to to head somewhere where there's a lake because uh, I want to take a swim. It's beautiful and quiet out in the desert, but it gets hot and dusty. I want to go somewhere a little less dusty, a little less hot, with a lake. So I can take a swim, maybe do some fishing. And if I catch anything, I'll be sure to tell you about it. All right, everybody. That's enough of my rambling. I hope you're enjoying your day. I hope you're enjoying this show. Like I said countless times already, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tom Green. Subscribe to this podcast, the Tom Green Interview, wherever you get podcasts. And the reason why I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel is I really, I want it to go hand in hand with this podcast. It's kind of a new way of, of, of thinking, I think, about podcasting in a way where it's sort of a multimedia experience where you can follow along visually on the YouTube because it's very cinematic what I'm doing. I'll get into more detail about that later, but I've got a kick-ass camera. I've really been stepping up my photography and videography skills, and, uh, and I think you're going to see that. I'm shooting some of the best footage I've shot in my life, and I've been shooting footage for 30 years. So thank you for listening. I love you guys, and uh, I'm going to go have another cup of coffee and uh, record some music and figure out where I'm heading next. Y'all be safe and uh, stay tuned. Maybe I'll run into you out there on the road. Peace.
0: Hey, howdy do y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the Ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on SiriusXM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.